0: Right. Everybody doing good? What great songs to sing this morning. Amen. Man, that ought to get you fired up. Uh, if not, your wood's wet, right? You know, Something's wrong with you anyway, but those are powerful songs that we sing back to God, and hopefully we believe what we're singing. You know, there's times uh, whenever I wonder if God looks at us and goes, I wonder if they really believe what they're singing. I wonder if they really believe what they're saying to me, you know, uh, or is it just, just going through the motions? And I hope we don't ever get to that point where we're just going through the motions because I, I feel like we miss out on what God really wants us to experience and so man I'm praying for God to empower us today as we continue to move forward through the series and kind of unpack what it means to understand the spiritual gifts so every believer in here has got a spiritual gift we've covered that and we're going to kind of touch on a few things today but I just want you guys to understand that you know God has got great things in mind for you and for me he wants to use me he wants to use you and he wants to work in us and he wants to work through us right and uh, so when we don't we don't put ourselves in a position to do that we miss out on all that God has for us, and so hopefully, prayerfully, today, man, we're going to be challenged by that, and we're going to go out of here, and we're going to say, you know what, God, I want to be used by you, because whenever he uses us to do things that we can't do in our own strength, it, it, here's the thing, he gets the glory for that, right? So tonight, we're going to have a night of praise. We Hopefully, hopefully, you guys will make it back for that. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be two or three different churches coming together, and we're going to have just a, a night of worship, a night of praise, and it's all about making much of Jesus. That's what it's about. And so if you like to make much of Jesus, come back and join us tonight. It'll be fun. So, but we're gonna get, we're going to kick this uh, series off or this uh, this message today. And I'm just going to go ahead and tell you on the front end. I'm covering a lot of scripture. And if you look at the outline, you can probably tell. You probably need magnifying glass. But I've covered a lot of scripture. So I've got to I've got to move fast, and you got to listen fast, right? So uh, I've got to talk fast. I've talked fast already anyway, but. We got a lot of ground to cover, so we're going to do that. But if you're joining us online, welcome! Glad you're here today, and hopefully, God's going to speak to you through His Word because His Word never returns void; it always accomplishes His task, right? And so, we're in the uh, third part of this, and it's understanding spiritual gifts. And like I said, we've we've read this passage, and we've you know, uh, you know that Paul is saying, "Hey, listen, I want you guys to understand." And so hopefully, you know, you guys are growing in your understanding. There are some ways that we do that. We, we do that by getting educated on what the scriptures say about these spiritual gifts. Not just hey, what I think about it or what people have said about it. What does God's word say about it, right? That's the standard. We always go back to what does God's word say. And so hopefully you guys are getting educated by r- the reading of scripture. You're going, all right, I'm beginning to understand what spiritual gifts are. And here's the thing. I believe that God is going to reveal to you what those spiritual gifts are through how you get educated and maybe you know doing some type of evaluation like a test or something I was even doing one this morning you know I saw one and I was like you know I'm just gonna see how accurate it is but it's kind of an assessment where it kind of helps you discover your spiritual gifts because I want you guys to discover them I don't want you to go through your life wondering I want you to know what they are right and so a spiritual gift is an ability given by the Holy Spirit to express our faith effectively for the building up of the body of Christ that's the church and of another's faith. In other words, just to help others, just to strengthen others. And here's the thing, it's all for the glory of God. It's not for me, it's not for me to go, hey listen, do y'all see how I'm using my gift? It is to say, hey God, it's for your glory, and it's everything is to point towards Jesus. That's what we do, right? And so there are different kinds of spiritual gifts we've kind of talked about. There's all kinds, and there's actually some that would say there's nine different gifts, some would say there's 13 different gifts, some would say there's 27 different gifts, and then some people say, man, we don't even really know how many gifts there are. But all I can tell you is there are gifts, and we need to ask God, hey, God, I want you to reveal what those gifts are so that I can use them to, to, to glorify you and to build up the body of Christ. And so, God, I, I don't want to just sit on this, and I said that last week, I believe if you don't use those gifts, and if you, you like, if you just say, I'm just not going to do that, then that's sin, because God's word has already told us that we're to use our spiritual gifts, right? So that's disobedience. And so therefore, I, be, I believe it becomes sin in your life. And God is going to bring conviction over that. And hopefully, he's going to break your heart of it. And I've even asked, and you know, I believe that, I've said, I believe that God is calling some people to repentance on that, that we need to be broken over the sin in our life, not, not justifying it and not being okay with where we are, but saying, God, I want to be, I want to be in your will and I want to be lined up with your word. So there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. And the spiritual gift is given to each each of us so that we can what? We can help. Can't hear you. Each other. It's to help each other. And so I I love that we get to help each other. So when we do that, we're using that. And so every believer has a spiritual gift every believer has a spiritual gift so if you put your faith in Christ if you have prayed to receive Christ if you have surrendered your life to Christ and here's the thing if your name is written in the Lamb's book of life I'm not saying if you're religious I'm saying if you have a relationship with God through his son Jesus Christ by faith and faith alone then you have a spiritual gift therefore you are a believer you are a follower of Christ let me just say this you're a believer I don't know how well you're following him, but I'm just, I will say this, you're a believer, right? So every believer has a spiritual gift. Everybody in this room that has, has surrendered their life to Christ said, Jesus, you are Lord. Jesus, I, I, I die, to, I'm dying to self, and I want to live for you. I want you to be the leader, the Lord of my life. Then therefore, you have a spiritual gift. That's not in question. You have a spiritual gift. And, and so the question is, are you using that spiritual gift in any way to help build up the body of Christ? And are you using it for God's glory? It's not about us. It's not what we get out of it. It's not our recognition. Not a pat on the back. It is what God uh, gives us. So a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. Now the cool thing is, is uh, a few weeks ago we, we've been talking about wanting to do something just to bless the community, and uh, we wanted to do something that was going to make a difference, uh, in, you know, just to, to people, anybody, and uh, and so we had talked about some things, and so we ended up doing a gas buy down yesterday. And if you guys don't know what a gas buy down is, the church. We ended up paying down the, the price of gas a dollar. It went from three sixty nine to two sixty nine at a, sh- a Shell station right down the road here, and uh, and so we had a team of people. Somebody took it upon them to say, "Hey, listen, man, I want to use my gifts to pull together a team and to make this happen." Because we've talked about it, I want to make it happen. I was like, "Take it and run with it." And so I pulled together a team, and they ended up. Uh, getting this team. And they said, you know what, we're going to go in. And we're gonna, they went around and met with the uh, different gas stations. The tough thing was finding a gas station that would allow us to do that, right? And so this lady was excited. She's like, heck yeah. She goes, hey, we'll, we'll even throw in some drinks and some Pepsis and stuff like that. And we had a blast just And so I want you to see a, a picture. But here's, here's what I want you to understand. What we did was we went and we served our community. We just kind of gave back. I mean, everybody's feeling the, the, you know, the, the price of gas. And so we were able to give back. But the cool thing is, is we got to bless people, We got to talk with people we got to invite people we got to pray with people you know you know what people were doing they were using their gifts they were using their gifts to to build up the body of christ so check this out So, so we, you, you know, when you guys give, that's, that's what we're able to do. We're able to just bless the community. And I had people come up. I had a lady say, she goes, you know, I haven't, I've never filled this car up. She said, because of the, the, the price of gas. So I said, well, we're going to fill it up today, and we did. But you, if you saw, there was lots of conversations. We got to invite people. We got to encourage people. I mean, we even had people show up that were bitter towards church, that we just got to pray for, you know, and just encourage and, you know, and just, just be there, just listen. And, and so the cool thing is, is, that was people using their gifts you know somebody organized that you know administration somebody you know used their gifts of hospitality to make people feel welcome and they use their gifts of serving to serve them and so what happens is the, the body of Christ is is strengthened because of that our community is strengthened because of that relationships were built and established as a result of that and so whenever we when we use our gifts man it makes all the difference in the world so your spiritual gift is not for you but it's to help others we've covered that right and so if we make our spiritual gift about us and what we get to do, we've missed it. Just hear me on that. We've missed it. And we've got to say, you know, God, I, I want it to be about you and about your kingdom. And Father, I want it to be about others. So because of the privilege and authority, this is Paul, again, writing in Romans here, chapter 12. And we've, we've covered this, but I just want to hit it again. But we're going to hit some new stuff today. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. I mean, he's pretty clear of that. I mean, keep pride out of it, right? And I'm just telling you pride gets in the way of spiritual gifts and it causes some people to have a bitter taste in their mouth when we talk about spiritual gifts. Because of the pride that creeps in and that's exactly what the enemy would love to happen. Just be honest in your evaluation uh, of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. And just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body and we are many parts of one body. And we all belong to each other, so we belong to each other, right? In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, then speak out with as much faith as God has given you. In other words, do it with all your heart. So whatever your gift is, do it with everything that's in you. You know, we say, hey, we, we don't work as unto man. We work as unto God, right? That's the way we should live out our life as believers is we work as unto the Lord. And so, so whatever I do, I should do it with all my heart. I should give it 100% and say, you know, God, I want you to be glorified in this. And He said, hey, listen, use your gifts that way. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is in, to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. He said, "Hey, listen, man. Whatever your gift is, use it. You know, make a difference. Give. You know, encourage. Speak life over people. But don't sit back and and hold back on this gift. But use it to help build up the body of Christ. Make a difference in someone's life. If God has given you leadership ability, take it. Take the responsibility seriously. I was talking with somebody backstage and." And we were talking about that, and uh, she said, you're doing that, because I was doing it this morning, I was doing a, an assessment, and she said, I did that one, she goes, and mine's leadership, I said, well, take it seriously, and she just kind of laughed at me, but we were just joking around, but I'm, but the thing is, she's done it, she's assessed, and she goes, I, I am trying to lead, and I said, you are a leader, and so I love the fact that she's using her gifts, but she's also serving back here, she's our backstage manager, today. she's making sure that I'm where I'm supposed to be, like, she just walked down to my office, like, hey, are you ready, and I was like, hey, I'm ready. She's telling everybody, hey, listen, Mike's coming down or whatever, making sure, because I, I tend to get caught up in conversations, and sometimes they have to track me down. And so she's making sure, she's leading by telling me, hey, listen, get out there and teach this message today, right? So she's, she's using her gifts. And if you have a gift for showing kindness, do it to others, uh, kindness to others, do it gladly. So we're supposed to do these things, right? Don't just pretend to love others, really love them, hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good man that's a great passage to memorize right now in the day and age that we're in the culture that we're walking in this would be a great passage for you to really memorize God I want to commit that to memory and God every day I want to literally I want to think about what what your word says God I really want to I don't want to pretend to love others I, want, I really want to love people I mean, and I want, I want to hate the, you know, the things that are wrong I want to hate those things but God I want to hold tightly to what is good Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Here's here's what I hope everybody walks out of here today is that, man, love is a resounding theme when we talk about our gifts. And we're doing it because we love God and we love people. We love His people, right? We love the church. Now, too often, man, we, we become bitter towards the church. We don't like the church. We don't like people. But I'm telling you, man, Jesus died for people, which makes up the church, right? And so we've got to have that love for people. So we don't, we don't get to choose our spiritual gifts. We, we've covered that. We don't get to choose that. The Holy Spirit gives us what, what gift we're going to get. It says, the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gifts each person should, should have. And so oftentimes what we do is we, we uh, end up wanting to choose or we go, that looks like a good gift or whatever. You know, it's not, you're not shopping. You're not window shopping, right? You know, what you're doing is you're saying, God, I want you to reveal to me and I want you to teach me what my gift is. So your spiritual gift is essential to the body of Christ. Your spiritual gift is essential to the body of Christ. And what I mean by that is that every person in this room that is a believer, your your gift, no matter what it is, is essential to the body of Christ. It's essential to the building up of the body of Christ. It's essential to the growth of the church. It's essential to salvation because, I mean, literally, God is going to use you as an evangelist or whatever it might be. Or to serve, or whatever, and someone's going to be drawn to, to literally to to hear the message of the gospel because of what you've done, how you've lived out your faith. We become witnesses for him, right? And so, your your spiritual gift is essential to the body of Christ. Don't miss this. And so, we're this is where we're going to hit a lot of scripture. So the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some of us are Gentiles, some of us are slaves, and some some are free. But we have all been baptized into the one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Now, let me just tell you, let me just pause there for a second. Yesterday, as we were, you know, we were doing things, like we kept inviting people to church, and this one guy goes, he, he, looked, he looked at us, because we were white, me and my wife were white, and he looked at us, and he was like, like, anybody can come there? I said, absolutely, dude. I said, we're a diverse congregation, I, and I heard a guy say, hey, listen, we're a diverse congregation who loves to celebrate Jesus, and I was like, absolutely. And, and so, but he was, he was kind of like, hey, could, like, could I come to your church? And I'm like, dude, come on. You know, but I'm just telling you, that's the culture that we live in. But we've got to understand this, man. We've got to understand what Scripture says here, right? That when we get to heaven, man, there's going to be all kinds of colors. going to be all kinds of socioeconomic backgrounds. I mean, it's going to be all kinds of people. But it'll be the ones that have put their faith in Jesus. That's the only ones that get there. And it's the ones that have a spiritual gift that should have been using that gift here build up the body of christ but we have all been baptized in that one body yes the body has many different parts not just one part if the foot says i am not a part of the body because i am not a hand that does not make any le- make it any less a part of the body in other words we can't elevate one over the other if the ear says i'm not a part of the body because i am not an eye would that make it any less a part of the body in other words what we do is we start elevating certain gifts and we start putting certain gifts down here and we're like well i've only gotten the gift of mercy well, that's the gift that the Holy Spirit gave you for a reason, and we don't, we don't belittle that. We don't put that down. We say, hey, man, I have the gift of mercy, and God, I just want you to use it to build up the body of Christ. If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear, or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? I mean, he's making it clear. We don't need all of the same thing, right? We don't need everybody. You know, it's like you know, sometimes we all, everybody wants the same thing, but everything being the same is not the plan is to be diverse. It's to be all of these things. How would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. So how strange your body would be if it only had one part, you know? And so Paul is saying, listen, guys, don't think, you know, don't think this one gift is it. It's all these things working together. It's it's beautiful. And so yes, there are many parts, but only one body that I can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, "I don't need you." We can't say that. We can't look at someone and say, "Hey, well, we really don't need your gift here." No, we need every gift, and we can't look at some of them and elevate them or, or lower them or whatever. We got to be willing to say, "God, we need everybody here." And so, this is what I'm saying to the church today, and I'm saying to you, "We need your gifts." That's what Paul is saying. We need your gifts. What, what God is saying through Paul, through the Word of God, He's saying to you, hey, "Listen, we need your gifts." You help build up the body of Christ. We need your gifts to serve. We need your gifts to teach. We need your gifts. We need you to use your gifts. And that's what Paul is saying here. He's saying, hey, listen, man, it's necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen. And he's talking about with our body, what we what we make sure that is covered up. We would call that modesty. He said, man, he said, we, we we give more honor to those. While the more honorable parts do not require the special care, so God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity and so there's some of us that go well you know I'm I'm not this or I'm not that or I don't have this ability or whatever God says hey listen I've made you the way you are you're unique and I can use you I can work through you this makes for harmony among the members I love that we need harmony right we need harmony in the church we need unity We need harmony in the church. We need harmony in the body of Christ. We need harmony literally in our community. The members said that all the members care for each other. Look at that. I mean what if we cared for each other? What if when somebody was going through a tough time we were there for them? We were praying for them. We were meeting that need. I remember one night you know a young uh, it was a a friend of mine was preaching uh, Dwight and uh, Dwight was preaching and he said uh, this lady came forward and man she gave her life to Christ and she was going through a tough season and and uh, anyway, uh, one of the guys said, hey, listen, man, we need to pray for her because she, uh, she was about to be kicked out of her house or something like that. He goes, man, we, we don't need to pray for her. We need to give her some money. You know, he said, she's already prayed to receive Christ. Her life's changed. He said, we've well, we got to help her right now. And there are times, you know, we have that ability, at, you know, as believers to help somebody, and we don't want to help them. So, like, there's people that we know that, you know, financially, they don't know how to manage their money. And you go, you know what, that's on them. No, maybe you know how to manage your money, and you need to teach them how. You know, we need to say, hey, listen, I want to help you learn how to manage your money so that you're not living paycheck to paycheck. And there may be some times that we have to speak rebuke over them and say, hey, listen, don't spend your money on this. I mean, that's crazy. You know, you know, there's priorities in your life. You've got to establish those priorities. We're supposed to disciple. We're supposed to mentor, right? Let me ask you, who are you discipling right now? Who are you mentoring right now? Every one of us. Paul did that. Jesus did that. I, 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 you know, here's the thing. Jesus is the one person, I think we would all agree, that did not need any help. Would you all agree with that? He didn't need any help. But he had 12 helpers, right? He had 12 helpers. Why? Because he was mentoring them. He was discipling them. them. We call them the disciples. And so Jesus took these 12 guys and he said, hey, listen, man, I want you to go and do what I did for you. I want you to go do that in other people's lives. And you know what? They did, they did that. They ended up handing it off and handed it off and handed it off. And it's been handed off to us. So who are we discipling? Who are we pouring into? Who are we mentoring? Who are we teaching what we have learned? So this makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, I love this, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. So when someone is hurting, someone's grieving, really, it says that we should probably grieve with them. You know, Grieve with those who are grieving. Celebrate and worship with those who are worshiping or, or praising, whatever you know it may be. And so it's kind of like you know with our body, you know we got certain parts that aren't, don't seem that important until they get hit or hurt, right? You get a finger mashed or you stump a toe, it's like all of a sudden that thing is glaring, and it affects the whole body. And there's one thing that seems to affect everything, I man. If you ever hurt your back, you ever, you ever kind of get a, a, a kink in your back or whatever, something like that, and you go like, dude, what happened? You know, stepping off a curb. This is going to sound terrible. Laurie and I had just been through, been walking like three, three miles or something like that. Uh, down at uh, Orange Beach and we were eating at a little restaurant that we like and and I had ordered some breakfast and I lean in to get it my back goes and I was like what was that and she was like what are you doing I said dude I felt like my back just went out and I was like eating I'm eating I leaned in to get a bite or something and man my back went and literally for about a day or so it's like I had that catch in my back like what did I pull a muscle eating I mean what in the heck let me tell you I could feel that for a couple of days just a spot in your back And, and so what we have to be willing to say is hey God Man, everything in the body matters. Everybody in the body of Christ matters. And so when, hey, what does it say? When one suffers, we all suffer. And when one rejoices, we all rejoice, right? We're all glad with that. So this is what we need to understand. You matter to God. I hope, I hope you hear that. You matter to God. If you're a believer, if you put your faith in Christ, you have a spiritual gift. You matter to the body of Christ. You matter to God. God wants you to use that gift to help build up the body of Christ. He wants you to use that gift to make a difference in the lives of others. And so God wants to use you. He wants to work through you. So you matter to God. You're important. He could do it without us. Do we understand that? He could do it without us. He doesn't need us. But he chooses. I I tell our staff all the time, I said, man, I'm so thankful that God allows me to be a part of the church. That God allows me to be a part of what we do here, right? And so God, thank you that you trust me with that. And you allow me to be a part of it. And so you matter to God. And So hopefully you're here today and you understand that. Now maybe you're here and you're not a believer. And you're wondering, hey, do I matter to God? Let me just tell you how much you matter to God, that God would leave heaven and literally in the person of Jesus Christ, he would come, Jesus would come here and take on the form of a baby. We celebrate it as Christmas, the birth of Christ, and and he would literally grow up in wisdom and stature among men and before God. And he would literally go to the cross to to die for your sins. He would go to the cross to bleed out his precious blood. He would go through a beating like nobody, you know, the scourging, these beatings, all this abuse for your sins, to save you from your sins. And that's how much he loved you, that he was willing to go. He didn't have to. He didn't have to. He chose to. And they didn't make him lay on that cross. He crawled on that cross for you and for me. And so Hopefully you understand you matter to God. And here's the thing, God wants to place a gift within you. But it goes back to us receiving Jesus, us surrendering to Jesus as Lord and receiving that gift of salvation. And it's only by faith. We can't earn it with like, hey, I'm going to memorize more of the scripture. or I'm going to go to church more. I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. You don't earn it. It's a gift. And you say, say, God, I, I, I give you my life. I surrender my life. And he says, well, I give you eternal life. It's the best exchange in the world. When I give him my broken life, he gives me eternal life, right? And and so that's how much we matter to God. So we matter to God. So you matter to the body of Christ. So this is important for us to understand. Not only do I matter to God, but I matter to the church. I matter to the body of Christ. And there's some of you, maybe you you don't think, I don't really believe that's true, but I'm just telling you, you're essential, you're necessary for the building up of the body of Christ. And it goes back to what it said a while ago, if one part is hurting Really, the the whole body hurts, and I know. And I'm just telling you, I know that there are plenty of people watching online, and there are plenty of people sitting in this room that you're hurting today. And I'm just telling you, it matters to the church. I sat down this past week and listened to a guy share his heart and his childhood. Man, it, it grieved my heart. So I'm telling you, the church cares if you're hurting. You may know, think they don't really care. I promise you, we do. We may not know how to fix you, but God does. We may not be able to do something, you know, right in the moment, but I'm just telling you, man, the church cares about you. You know, when someone is hurting, someone's going through a tough time, it is it is our responsibility to do everything we can. But we go, God, is there somebody who has a gift to help this person? Then we, you know what? We bring that body together. And we and we do everything we can to help them. But when someone is going through a tough time. Many of you think, well, nobody really cares. I promise you, God cares and the church cares. And so you matter to the body of Christ. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. But our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. So no matter what the part is, no matter you know, how broken you feel, I'm just telling you, he cares about you. And God's put this body together. You, know, like you say, well, Mike, I'm a believer, but I'm not strong in my faith or I'm not whatever. I'm not where I need to be what you know what that's where the rest of the body is able to come alongside you and sometimes encourage you at times rebuke you at times you know challenge you whatever it may be but that's how the body works together and so you were created with a purpose and I hope you understand this so God created you with a purpose he wants to do incredible things in you and through you and so hopefully today you understand you matter to God you matter to the church and God has given you a purpose and that purpose is to glorify God and we do that by using our gifts and helping to build up the body of Christ so you were created with purpose so here, we've covered this over and over. Don't envy the gifts of others. Just go, you know what, God, thank you for making me the way that you did. How many, how many people's whole mentality would change if they would begin to embrace who they are instead of wishing they were somebody else that they see on social media or somebody else that seems like they have it all together, that really they're probably not satisfied with who they are. What if we begin to go, God, I'm, I'm okay with who I am. And God, I'm going to start from here. I'm going to walk towards you. And God, I'm I'm trusting you to change me and transform me into the image of Christ so that I can can literally be all that you have created me to be. I'm telling you, it would change your whole perspective on how you look at yourself, how you look at others, if you'd begin to be okay with who God has made you to be. And just say, God, I just want you to use me. I just want you to use me for your purposes. 1 Corinthians 12, 29 through 31, I love this, it says, are we all apostles are we all prophets are we all teachers do we all have the power to do miracles do we all have the gift of healing do we all have the the uh, the ability to speak in unknown languages do we all have the ability to interpret unknown languages of course not because not everybody's supposed to be the same right there's supposed to be diversity in the body and the body all works together for, for what for, to glorify God, to build up the body of Christ. So we work together. So we're not all supposed to be alike. And I love what he says right here. He says, so you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. But now let me show you the, the, the way that is the life that is best. all Let me just say this about that first part part there. He says, you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. Every one of us, you know, should be okay with who God has made us to be and the gifts that he's given us. But that, I mean, like there's so many times, and I've said this before, I wish I had the gift of healing. I'm talking about to where if, if somebody has cancer, man, I could pray over them, they would be healed. I would love to be able to do that. You know what I'm saying? You might say, well, oh, Mike, man, that sounds supernatural. It is. You know what I'm saying? I mean, no doubt about that. Only God could do that. They ain't no man that could do that. And so my thing is, is I, I go, God, I wish I could pray over someone and see them healed. Now, here's the thing. I have prayed over people and seen them healed, but it's not on, I don't have control over that. But I believe that the faith that I pray with and the faith of the people that are praying, and it's just, it's up to God. It's God's will that we're praying for, right? But I'm telling you, we should all desire, hey, God, give me, give me that, those gifts or help me to grow in these gifts that I've got. I just want to, I want to be helpful. I want to make a difference. But this last sentence, look at what it says, but now let me show you a way of life that is best of all. And I love this. I love what First Corinthians 12 leads into, is chapter 13. Now, most of you in the room and most of you probably listening probably think, oh, he's talking about the love chapter, talking about marriage. I'm not talking about marriage, and neither was he. And so what he's talking about is he is talking about using our gifts to help build up the body of Christ. So he's talking about 1 Corinthians chapter 13, he's talking about love, but it's not just this, you know, this uh, this love that we have in a relationship or a marriage or anything. You may have that some of this paste it all over your walls and whenever you think about your marriage that's what you think about but I want you to think differently today and I'm challenging you to think a little bit different I want you to think about it from the from the point of how you use your gifts to build up the body of Christ and so Paul says this he said if I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels but didn't love others I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal so he's talking about some of the speaking gifts here he said hey listen man you could be a great teacher you could be a great, you could do prophecy you can speak in tongues. you can do all that junk. he said man if you don't do it with love it doesn't matter And so we've got to have that heart going, God, man, I I want to do it because I love you and I love your people. And so he's saying, listen, man, we can be as noisy as we want to be, but it doesn't matter if we don't love people. If I had the gift of prophecy and if I understood all of God's secret plans and and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. Man, don't don't we want to have faith? Man, I do. There's so many times I just say, God, help me to grow in my faith. God, help me to believe. God, help me to trust you more. And so I think that's something we should be continuing to ask God. God, help us to grow in our faith. And usually what he does, whenever he he wants me to grow in my faith, he takes me through a challenging time or a challenging season. And here's the thing. None of us really want to go through a challenging season. We want to all be on cruise control, right? But God says if you really want to go deeper, sometimes you've got to go through the fire. And and we've got to be able to say, God, I, I want what you want. I desire what you want. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. You know, maybe you got the gift of giving, and here's the thing. It's saying, hey, listen, man, you give, and you give, and, but man, if you don't love people, and you don't love, the God, you don't love God, and you don't really love the church, man, it's really for nothing. You're doing it for your own glory so that you can boast. Love is patient and kind, and love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable, it keeps no record of being wronged, it does not rejoice about injustice. but rejoices when the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Never loses faith. Is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in, tongue, in long lang- languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete. And even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. Paul is saying, hey, listen, man, there's going to be a day when everything will be made complete. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. We can look around now, and there's times that we don't understand. We go, God, I don't, I don't understand, and I don't, I don't know exactly what you're doing. But there will be a day when we'll look back and we'll go, God, I, I see it now. I understand. I get it. All that I know is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything completely just as God knows me completely. He knows you completely. He knows everything about you. He knows everything about me. And he loves me with a love that we can't even get our mind around. And he loves us enough that he's willing to forgive us. He loves us enough that he's willing to use us. He loves us enough that he's willing to trust us. Three things will last forever faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. And so, see, all of all of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is leading to, and Paul comes back today, hey, listen, if you want to see what it's really about, it's about love. It's about loving people, it's about loving God. And it's about giving it to Him, right? so my prayer and I love that I, it meant I, I, my prayer is that our church will walk out of here today, going you know what it is about love it is about love the love of God the love of people and, and so the greatest of, of these is love the greatest is love we use our spiritual gifts because we love God and we love people that's why that's why and so next step if you're wondering what, what a good step would be surrender my life to Jesus and receive salvation by faith in what Jesus has done to redeem me I haven't changed that and I would say if you're here and you're not a believer, if you've never put your faith in Christ, man, understand you matter to God. But He has done everything He can to purchase you, but He's not going to force you. And so it is your choice to receive Him by faith. So Jesus, I, I believe that You are the Son of God. I believe that You died for me. I believe You went to the cross for me. I believe You went to the grave for me. I believe You were resurrected so that I could be redeemed. And so Jesus, I'm putting my faith in You. I want You to save me. I want You to change me. And I, I, I want you to fill me with your spirit. I want you to give me those gifts so that I can go make a difference. And I want to I wanna love you with everything that's in me. And then I would say the second one's pretty simple. For the ones of us that are already believers, to use my gifts in love. Because you love God and you love people. I want to ask you just to bow your heads and close your eyes. Maybe you're here today and you've never put your faith in Christ for salvation. Let today, choose today to give your life to Christ. To surrender. Just say, Jesus, here I am. I am broken. I am needy. and Jesus, I need you. So Jesus, will you come into my life with all the faith that I have? Jesus, I'm asking you with all the faith that I have, will you come and live within me? And I can go ahead and tell you his answer is yes. Jesus I want to quit living the way I've been living I want to live for you that's repentance and so Jesus I'm coming to you broken over my sin I'm repenting of my sin and I am choosing to surrender my life to you Jesus come and live in me work through me I just want to be your vessel maybe you're here today and you're you've already nailed that down and use your gifts because you love him because you love his people you're here and maybe you prayed to receive christ today if you say mike i just prayed that prayer a few minutes ago with you i prayed and surrendered my life to jesus today. if you would just raise your hand and say mike i just prayed that prayer anybody in the room anybody maybe somebody online if you if you if you made that decision maybe you got down beside your coffee table and you prayed i mean if you don't mind text us and let us know you made that decision it's the greatest decision you'll ever make and it's the reason jesus went to the cross was for you but, you know, I believe there's a lot of believers that are sitting on their gifts, living in sin. It'd be a great time and a great moment to say, God, no more. No more. I'm broken over it. And I want to be used for your purposes and for your kingdom. And, God, I want you to put your love so deep in me that I can't get over it. And I want to share your love everywhere I go. Worship team's going to come and they're going to play. and. Our prayer team will be here at the front. Maybe there's somebody that needs just to be prayed with. Maybe you need somebody to pray over you for healing, spiritual healing. That would be salvation, physical healing. Maybe there's something going on in your life. You know, maybe there's maybe there's some emotional healing. You've got some wounds you're toting around. You say, God, I, I want to I ask you to he, just to heal me. Maybe that, that process begins today. You know, the Bible says that healing begins when we begin to confess our sins one to another. Maybe there's somebody here at the front. You just go down and say, hey, listen, I just need to share this with you. Maybe you need to confess to somebody that's beside you. But whatever it might be, the altar will be open for prayer. Maybe you, you say, you know, I haven't prayed that prayer yet. And maybe you're, you walk down the side and say, man, I, I know I need to give my life to Jesus. Then they'll help you with that as well. Father, I thank you for meeting with us today. God, I'm so overwhelmed by how much you love us. father thank you for your word thank you for your bible thank you for your truth god that reads us as we read it god i thank you for meeting with us today i thank you for your presence here i thank you for your spirit which is so evident god i pray there's anybody in this room before they're wrestling with salvation god that they would surrender to jesus right now maybe there's somebody watching online god just draw them close father meet with us right now in jesus name if you would just stand all across the room just stand you respond as the holy spirit leads our worship team will lead us